Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. This episode is brought to you by The Review Planner. For many of us, performance review season is about to begin. For many of us, it's also a challenge to remember all of the things that we've done during the year. So what happens is our performance reviews become a one-way conversation where our managers are telling us what they think we did during the year And without proof of our performance, it becomes incredibly hard for us to advocate for that raise, promotion, or new position that we know we deserve. So I created the review planner because I always wanted a tool like this, a systematic way to track all of our career accomplishments that are specifically tied to the feedback and growth areas that our managers are measuring our success by. The review planner helps you create a schedule for your career growth and it makes it easy to focus on the goals that you have throughout the year. With email templates, monthly checklists, built-in accountability and reminders, the planner keeps you on track to accomplish your goals and ensures you are spending your time on the things that actually move your career forward. I designed the review planner to help you focus on your career and prepare for your annual review so you can confidently speak up for yourself and earn what you deserve. To learn more about the Review Planner, head to thereviewplanner.com. Again, that's thereviewplanner.com and pre-order yours today. In this episode, I'm going to answer some of your review questions. I know we've been um, pretty deep in preparing for our performance reviews. It's that time of the year. Um, If you have not already done so, make sure you purchase your review planner this week is the last week to actually get free shipping on it and there's also a couple of surprises for people who order during the pre-order so if you haven't done so make sure you place your order before the end of the day on friday all right but i was fortunate enough to be a part of a pretty amazing conference a couple of weeks ago and i did a session on owning your performance reviews and because the conversation got so juicy um, there were some questions that i didn't get to Um, answer during the course of our conversation. And so today I've picked a handful of them to answer um, about reviews. So if you are, you know, preparing right now, thinking about what you want to include in your review, definitely keep listening. As always, grab your I Choose a Ladder notebook, a pen, and your favorite beverage and get ready to get to work. Okay, so the first question is, when you say to document the review conversation, does it have to be written and confirmed or, or an email or something? Okay, so here's what I will say. When you are not sure about what the expectations are around um, your performance reviews and how you're being measured, and you get an answer, you wanna make sure that what you're taking away from the conversation is what the person you're speaking to intends for you to take from the conversation. So the best way, in my opinion, to do that is recap what it is that you were told or what it is that you talked about um, during the conversation in writing, right? It doesn't have to be something that's super formal, but just a quick bulleted email. You say, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. From my understanding, these are the key takeaways from the conversation. Please let me know if there's anything that I forgot or if we are confirmed that this is what I should be focusing on, right? Super simple, don't have to go too in detail, but it does help to, to have it written down somewhere so that if you need to reference back to it, you can do that. Um, the next question, for a high performer already paid market rate, what is a reasonable raise to ask for as a percentage of income? So I think 
What you ask for is what you can justify based on what you've done that is above and beyond the core responsibilities of your job, right? So what you're being paid market rate for is the core responsibilities of your job, right? It's not for the things that you do that are above and beyond that that are exceptional, right? So you're getting paid market rate for being excellent at the core responsibilities of your job, right? Because if you weren't getting paid market, market rate and you were doing the core responsibilities, you would be underpaid. So that's the baseline. You're doing the work until you're getting paid. If you're going to ask for money that's additional, you need to be able to articulate the value of the things that you are you have done that are above and beyond what you're already getting paid for. So how have you helped the your department be able to do something better, more efficiently, bring in more revenue, bring in new clients that were above and beyond what your targets were? Um, are you someone who has done your job well, but then also helped mentor or, or done things for other people within the company, right? You need to be able to articulate and quantify, and it doesn't necessarily mean monetarily, right? So if you've improved processes and things like that, you can quantify what that that impact was and then do some research around like you know if that the level of work that you're doing is for someone at the next level what's that person being paid right if you're not getting the title but you're doing next level work find out do some market research around what that you know what would warrant what salary is justified and I think that's what you would ask for um I'm going to be applying to a new job and I'm wondering if and what things I can ask during the interview process to ensure that my growth within the company is possible. So I think that's a fantastic question. Um, as you are interviewing, right, you want to make sure that there has been um, it has been demonstrated that there are people who have come to the company at the level that you have um, and who have had a career path similar to the one that you want, right? So you want to ask examples for people who were in the position that you are applying for, where did they go in the company, what kinds of things were they allowed to do. You may want to also ask to like speak to the person or if there's somebody internally who has um, been in that role and no longer is. You know, you can ask to have a conversation with that person before you take it on. You should be able to clearly articulate what it is that you're looking for career-wise, right? So a lot of times in interviews, we get asked the question of like, where do you see yourself in three years? And although that question is kind of annoying, but that you can use that as an opportunity to articulate um, where you see yourself going within the company. And then you can ask like, what are some ways that you know you've historically supported people in the past to be able to do x y and z within the company right so have a clear vision of what it is that you want and that vision can change but in order to ask the questions on if your growth is possible you need to be able to clearly articulate the kind of growth that you're looking for um and then have the person that you're talking to be able to provide you with some concrete examples right um you can also ask around like what your role would be in making sure that that progression happened and so that it's a two-way conversation understanding that there's a part that you're going to play and there's a part that your manager is going to play but i think being able to have those conversations when you are you know second round interviews the first round you're just kind of filling each other out looking for competencies and things like that but as you're getting closer um to the offer you want to make sure that you have those kind of deep level conversations um and if there's not been um someone who has been able to make the kind of growth or the kind of leap that you want doesn't mean that you can't do it it just you just have to ask yourself if you're going to be willing to do the work to be the first and if that's something that you're interested in doing at this time um let's see there are so many more okay 
So how can I translate my accomplishments into dollars, right? So I think that's a great question. As I said a couple of, I think a couple minutes ago, right? You have to be able to articulate the value. For people who work in sales, right? That's a little bit different because you you can say you grew your book of business year over year by X percentage. You can say you brought in X amount of clients by, you know, from this time to this time, right? There are hard numbers that you can use, right? If you have been, if you're someone who's, um, killed it every single year at all of the metrics that you have been assigned and all of the, the success metrics that you've been told that you are being, um, what's the word, that, that you are being measured by, right? You can use that to see like, how much money did you bring into the company, right? How much money did you save the company? And you can save company, you know, in, in terms of like, you know, being somebody who helps retain talent, being somebody who improves processes, being somebody who brings the employees together to do X, Y, and Z, right? So figuring out um, what it is that you've done that helps the bottom line of your company, of your department, and then doing some research around like, okay, I figure that, you know, a person at this job whose core responsibilities include these things, they're getting paid X, Y, and Z. Obviously, that's not your job, your core job, so you're not going to ask for that salary. But then, you will you know, you can pick a number within that range to be like, okay, here's what I'm making. Here's what that person's making. I'm doing X percentage of their job, and so this is what I feel like it's worth. Um, you also have to keep in mind, though, that a lot of times your raises during your reviews are a percentage of what it is that you currently make, and there's usually a range for that. Um, and that's why we always say that negotiating your salary before you take the position um, is really important because your earning potential is going to be based on that base salary that you've negotiated, at least while you are still with a company. And so you want to make sure that you understand what that range is. Look at um, within your industry, within your city, um, you can just Google this, like what is the average, uh, you know, cost of living increase versus um, an actual raise, right? And then what does that percentage look like in terms of dollars for you? And are you the top of the range of like over exceeding what it is that you were required? Have you done just a little bit more? And then make sure that you're asking with something that's like within that range. Um, what if this is your first review with your with a company? So the first review with a company should not necessarily be used to ask for things um, unless you've been clear from the beginning on what it is that you wanted to ask for and what you needed to accomplish in order to be able to ask for that at the end of the year. I think your very first review with a company is about level setting. It's about removing ambiguity around how you're being measured, how your success is being measured. And so in your very first review, you wanna make sure that you are getting crystal clear on what it is that you need to be executing on for the next 12 months or however long your review cycle is. And it's a time to ask tons of questions. It's a time to, you know, make sure that the goals that you're trying to achieve in the next month, your manager knows about, is very clear on where it is that you're trying to go, um, is very clear on like what you're willing to do to get there in terms of the kind of professional development that you need and the kind of support that you need from them. And so your first review for me, it's about setting the foundation that you can work on in order to be able to then in your second review, ask for very specific things. So one, in your first review, make sure that you're articulating very clearly what it is that you're trying to accomplish. 
Two, that you're asking really great questions that help remove the ambiguity from what is expected as you are being managed in the in the next year. And then also identifying any gaps and what you're willing to do to fill them and how your manager can help support you as you do that work. Um, let's see. How do you how do you navigate a conversation in your review when a manager guilts you into being grateful that you have a job during this time to excuse no promotion and raise that actually came um came up quite a few times around like you know go people feeling some level of anxiety around going into the review conversation this year because they know that you know people have been laid off and that people are you know are looking for work and so there's a sense of like well i should be grateful that i have this job and while i will say that it is a blessing to still be employed and it is um and it's it's something that you know the the job market um is something that gives me a lot of anxiety because there are people who are really who are really struggling to be you know to find placements to take care of themselves and to take care of their families with that being said, though, a job is an equal exchange, right? Or it should be an exchange. You are giving your talents in in uh, exchange for collecting a salary, right? And so it's not as if you are like you are being done a favor um, by being employed, right? You're not getting something for free. There is an exchange of goods, an exchange of resources, and so I would say if the conversation gets to a place where it's uh, it starts getting towards being having gratitude and all those things. You can express gratitude and still bring your manager back to the conversation at hand, right? And the way that you do that is with data, and the way that you do that is with um, the receipts that you have of what you've accomplished, right? For a lot of people. You've probably had to go above and beyond the core responsibilities of your job because so many people, so many companies have had to um, lower their their headcount, have had to, um, you know, do a lot more with less just because of the impact that COVID has had on so many businesses. So yes, be mindful of that. Make sure that if you are asking for a raise or you're asking for a promotion, that you have the data to warrant why you have earned that um, that raise or that promotion and make sure that you're not just going into the conversation with what you feel, right? Like I feel like I've been working a lot and so I should like feel plus should usually does not get you the things that you need. But if you go in there with documentation on how you've gone above and beyond for the team and like what other people do with their careers is not really your business, right? Because you your manager can't tell you that because other people have done certain things, that means you can or can't do certain things, right? Because your performance is not necessarily tied to somebody else right so your job is just to advocate for yourself have documentation of the things that you have done that have gone above and beyond um what it is that you ha you are being paid for you know for a time period or for you know if it's something that you're doing indefinitely what i will say is also just because you get a no doesn't mean that you stop the conversation if the answer is that you can't get that right now 
your next step is to figure out what needs to happen in order for you to get what it is that you're asking for in whatever you know period of time that you have agreed upon. So if it's no, it's okay, can we revisit this conversation in six months? And in those, in that time, what do I need to demonstrate in order to be able to get the raise or the promotion, right? If the answer is nothing, it's not gonna happen, then you have to decide if this is a place where you wanna stay um, and you know, taking into account all of the other factors that we take into account when we, when we talk about jobs and interviewing and new positions and starting over and, and all of that stuff. But I think you first have to have clearly articulated the value that you've provided above and beyond consistently what has been required or asked of you um, and just have the receipts to back it up. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's what I have for today. It's super short, super sweet, um, but we will be talking about reviews quite a bit in the next couple of couple of weeks because I know that it's something that we're all thinking about and we have anxiety about. So if you have not already, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter because that's where that information will be communicated. You can do that by texting CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, to 66866. Um, oh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but we have reactivated um, our Facebook group. And so you can feel free to join that at I Choose the Ladder. Um, and... Follow us on Instagram, of course, um, at I Choose the Ladder. And until next time, thank you for listening.